Hey, what's going on, y'all? You tuning into the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast? I'm your host, Big Sarge. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Big Sarge Sports with the Z at the end. Same handle on the IG. And you can also find my articles at BigSargeSports.com. I just want to say happy 4th of July to everyone out there who will be listening to this on the 4th of July. I want to say happy Independence Day to everyone out there. Hey, look, hey, don't hit me up on the Twitter. Hey, listen, let's just enjoy the 4th. I don't need no woke propaganda. I don't need to know how much you don't like what's going on in America right now. I got it. But let us just enjoy this day. Like this day should be about baseball and cookouts. Just let it be. Let it be about baseball and cookouts. We don't need no other propaganda. We don't need any other thing that's going to bring us down. Let's just let people enjoy their day off without being inundated and over flooded with, well, you know, America just ain't for everybody. Independence Day wasn't for uh, the 4th of July. Our founding forefathers. We know that. We got all that. I don't want to talk about that on my day, on 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 a holiday. Not today. You do that on Tuesday. I don't do that today. You know what I want to do today? I want to get plates from cookouts. Hold up. Wait. Whoa, 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 Sarge. Whoa, whoa. Slow down, because everybody can't cook, and everybody don't have good food at their cookouts. So I would like to get plates from certain people, people that I know that can cook, people that I know make good macaroni and cheese, people that I know make good potato salad, people that I know that make good baked beans. Those people. I'm a sides guy. I don't really have to have all the other stuff. As long as your sides are on point, I'm good. You don't even have to give me none of that nasty-ass sweet potato pie. I'm good on that. You ain't got to give me none of that mushy banana pudding either, which, you know, I only like the vanilla wafers out of my know. People have talked about my food takes. They say, sorry, you're weird. Yeah, I just don't like all that. The, the texture of it is not good for me. So I'm a sides guy. Make sure you got some good potato salad, good baked beans, and good macaroni and cheese. You got that for me? I'm good. We're good. So let's just let, let, let people enjoy the 4th of July. Let them enjoy their day off. The hustle and the bustle and the grind is going to start again on tomorrow. People can pick right back up and we can talk about how high food is. We can talk about how high gas is. We can talk about the January 6th uh, hearings that's going on right now. We can talk about all the other things, you know, then. Let's just let people enjoy their time now. Speaking of you know, people enjoying things. Uh, I don't know where you all have been, but the Houston Astros are balling. Balling! Houston Astros are balling. The Astros just finished a 12-game stretch where they went 10-2 against the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, and the Los Angeles Angels. They beat the Yankees, the Mets, and the Angels in a 12-game uh, a 12 game stretch, they went 10 and 2. Some of you all are wondering, Sarge, why are you putting the Angels with the Mets and the Yankees? Like, why would you do that? The Yankees, they lead their division. The Mets, they lead their division. 
the Angels are 15 and a half games behind the Astros in the American League West. Why would you even throw them in there? That's because this isn't about the teams that they beat. It's about how the the pitchers dominated what they have, and that's great hitters. It's how the, the, the Astros starting pitchers dominated those hitters. And they did a damn good job at it. See, the Astros pitching staff has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. They have they 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 have gotten to a point now to where see early on in the season they're starting pitching what wasn't doing too well, and they were being carried by the bullpen, being carried by the bullpen. But now that starting pitching is by far one of the best in baseball, and I'm gonna read you um, a couple of stats in just a second. But they're they're really good. But Astros manager Dusty Baker. Um, you know, answered a question that I asked him um, on Sunday. I asked him a question about, did he expect the Astros pitching staff to be this good, even though at the end of last season, they lost uh, a really good pitching coach, a really good pitching coach in Brett Strom, who ended up with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I asked Dusty, did you expect your players to be where they are right now? And this is what he told me. You have one of the best starting rotations in Major League Baseball right now. Did you uh, imagine that they could be right here when you lost uh, Brett Strong last season? Well, um, you know, Miller was a big part of that when, when Strong was here. And, uh, you know, there's certain theories and philosophies that we have, not only with Strami, but with our, with, with Tommy Yamamura and some of the guys that, that help us game plan, uh, you know, behind the scenes. And uh, it's, it's up to us to, to enact it and up to the players to, to you know, perform. And so, uh, and they were young. So, I mean, you don't really know, and you know, how they're going to do. You know, I mean, you hope that they mature. I mean, sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. You know, I mean, they mature and get better. But the more success you have, the more uh, confident that you become, and the more confident you become, usually the best, you know, the, uh, the better you perform. And um, uh, we didn't really know how JB was going to come back and perform. I mean, he's, you know, he's the leader of the. Of, of his pitching staff, and a lot of times, um, you know, the other guys, you know, perform as the leader performs, and he has definitely performed uh, great, performed well. Uh, but you know, we got to watch. We got to still got to watch him because he's coming off Tommy John. You know, we got to sort of watch his innings and and, uh, and and just make sure that he's capable and able to go, you know, hopefully deep in the October. Is having him back in the clubhouse uh, help these younger guys too, as far as, like you said, uh, maturing and when they go through some of the bad things and he's able to pick up on some of the well, things they may be doing? I don't know about the clubhouse because I'm not in there that often, but I know whenever he throws a bullpen, whenever he warms up, you know, uh, you know how he trains and how he does things, guys definitely 
pay attention. I mean, you'd be foolish not to. I mean, this guy has had the key to success. And uh, so it would behoove our young guys to, you know, to follow his keys to success. That was an amazing answer by Dusty Baker. That was an amazing answer by Houston Astros manager Dusty Baker. He did not know. He really he he didn't know how his young pitchers were going to to respond, but he knew that he had the pieces in place to be able to to somewhat keep the keep the ball rolling, keep the ship going in the right direction. Over the last 10 games, the Astros starting pitchers have a 1.34 ERA. They've only given up 10 earned runs in 67.1 innings pitch, which is the best in Major League Baseball during that span. Hey, ho- hold on, but it gets better. They have the lowest ERA in baseball with two point, at 2.89. They've given up the least amount of hits uh, and that's 531. Their second and runs given up behind the Yankees. The opponent's batting average is 210. That's first in Major League Baseball. That's the first. They're there in first in Major League Baseball in holding opponents to the lowest batting average. During the last 12 games, they've struck out 131 batters, including the franchise high 20 to close out the Angels on Sunday. Let me repeat that last one. They have struck out 131 batters in 12 games. On Sunday, they struck out 20. Framber Valdez had 13 of his own. Framber Valdez had 12 uh, consecutive outs 12 consecutive outs via the strikeout. This this is they they they're getting they they're getting really 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 good. Like they are really really good. But wait. Hear me out. Could there be more? Is there more? Could we go a little bit deeper? Can we dig a little bit deeper? But wait. Hear me out. I think that we could. Sarge, are you giving the 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 listeners everything? Because you you know, hey, we get it. We know the Astros got a good pitching staff. We know you read out some numbers and you talked about how they're number one in this and they're number one in that and over the last 10 games in this and over the last 12 games in that, you, you, you're good. But you still haven't gotten to the point on why you added the Angels into the same conversation as the New York Yankees and the New York Mets. But wait. Hear me out. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I added them. Because it is it, like like I said earlier, it isn't about it isn't about the teams that are that the the Astros have played in the last twelve games. It's about the batters that they faced. It's about the hitters that they faced. In this last twelve games, the Houston Astros have faced some of the best hitters in Major League Baseball. Starting out with the Yankees. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge leads Major League Baseball in home runs with 29. He's fourth in in, in RBI 
He's fourth in slugging percentage. He's fifth in OPS, and he's first in runs. Aaron Judge leads a lot of statistical categories as far as uh, in the American League, but he ranks in top 10 in a lot of them as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. As a whole, Aaron Judge is in the top 10 of a lot of statistical categories. Five games against the Astros. Three hits and 21 at-bats. One home run, five strikeouts. Three hits. 21 at-bats, one home run, five strikeouts. In the four, in, in, in the four games that they played uh, early on in New York, the four games that they played, the Astros split with them 2-2. Aaron Judge had the walk-off hit in the first game, and Aaron Judge had the walk-off home run in the fourth game. That's the only thing people can remember, though. That's the only thing. Those are the only highlights that you can remember from Aaron Judge. And then when he came to Houston, didn't do a thing. In that fifth game, he didn't do a thing. One of the best hitters in Major League Baseball was stymied and stifled by the Houston Astros starting pitching. His teammate, John Carlos Stanton. Wait, side note, I didn't realize how big Giancarlo Stanton was until I seen him standing next to Aaron Judge. When I took a picture of them two standing next to each other, I said, damn. Like, they got that that they got two players that could be playing for the Knicks. By the way, the Knicks could use the help. I think, what, Giancarlo is 6'6", six, six and Aaron Judge is 6'7"? Like, hey, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they could play for the Knicks, get a, they got a couple of you know, I'm pretty sure they got a couple of buckets in them. At least they could just be big, be big down in the paint. One could play uh, small forward. One could play power forward. They could be big in the paint. They are some big dudes. Too bad their bets weren't that big against the Astros. Now, Giancarlo did do a lot better than Aaron Judge did. He hit, He had five hits and 19 at-bats, three home runs, and seven strikeouts. But that was in... Five games. Five games. The New York Yankees have the best record in Major League Baseball. People have them number one. They have them as the best team in Major League Baseball just because of their record. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they've won 58 games. They Don't get me wrong. This isn't a team that you could just overlook. Just because of their performance against the Houston Astros weren't good don't mean that you can look over them. You cannot. They are a really good team. Astros are just better. Look at what the Astros did when they played against the New York Mets. Pete Alonso. Now, Pete Alonso is a power hitter. Pete Alonso is a really good hitter is a really, really good hitter. We all know what he can do. We all know that he can, you know, hit the ball deep. He's won the home run derby twice. We know he can hit home runs. He's fifth in the league in home runs, first in RBI, ninth in slugging percentage. In four games, Pete Alonso had four hits. Four. One, two, three, four. Three of those came in one game. Four hits, four hits, four. 
had 11 at bats, one home run, one. I just told you he won the home run derby twice. I just told you he was fifth in Major League Baseball in home runs. Yeah, Astro said, we not having that. The Astro said, we not having that. The Astros took a big bite, <laughs> a big bite out of the Big Apple. They took a huge bite out of the Big Apple when it came to the New York Yankees and New York Mets hitters. Shut them down. Shut Aaron Judge down. Shut Giancarlo Stanton down. And shut Pete Alonzo down. Left them with, <laughs> left them looking crazy. Left them with. <laughs> Emotional damage. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And if you're an Astros fan, you know how good it is to get any type of advantage over the New York Yankees and leave them with emotional damage. The Astros would have probably been satisfied. The Astros fans definitely would have been satisfied with just going seven and two against those uh, uh, two teams out of New York. They take that. Of course, they could have been 9-0, and but they'll take 7-2 and and move on. They'll take the fact that they were able to slow down the bets of, uh, of those three big hitters and just move on. But they didn't have time to rest. They didn't have time to rest on that. They didn't have time. The Astros starting pitchers didn't have time to rest on what they did to those hitters because – you look around the corner, and here comes three games against the Los Angeles Angels. Remove their record. Remove the record. Remove the fact that they went through a, a multiple-game losing streak. Remove all of that. On their team, they have former MVPs. On their team, they have former American League MVPs. Mike Trout has won multiple MVPs and Shohei Otani has won an MVP and probably are going is going to win more with the way that he dominates on the mound and the way he dominates at the plate. So the Astros didn't have time to sit back and say, okay, we've gotten through that gauntlet. We can let us chill. We could chill. We, we, we could chill. No, no, no. They couldn't. And the reason why they couldn't is because I just said it. You have Mike Trout, multiple American League MVP, and Shohei Otani coming into Minute Maid Park, and now you're saying to yourself, all right, all right, hold on. We've been here before. You know, we, we got a, a comfortable lead over this Angels team. We just can't let these two guys beat us. And that's what happened. They did not allow Mike Trout or Shohei Otani to beat them. At all. You know what the Astros told uh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani? I just looked at my wrist. I got time today. Get them crossing the line today. The hate be so real, the love be fake. Be bumping their gums and bumping my tape. Don't go against me. They ask for my help. Go get out your feelings. But wait. Hear me out. He told him. Hey, we got time today. Matter of fact, we got time the next three days. Now, side note. 
side note, I got to side note this. If you listen to me on Sports Talk 790 in the trenches, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., I'm on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 10 to 12, 10 to 12 p.m. I'm on there as a guest host with Indy Kalu, former NFL player, Indy Kalu, who does an outstanding job on that show. If you've listened to me over the last, let's just say, two years, maybe? Two. Over the last two years, if you've listened to me, you know what I'm about to say. Some of y'all have it. Some of y'all have it wrong. Some of y'all have it misconstrued. Some of you all think that I hate Mike Trout. I do not hate Mike Trout. The reason why I know you all think that I that I hate Mike Trout is because every time I hop up on the every time I hop up on the that's the Angry Birds app. Every time I hop up on Twitter and Mike Trout does something good, y'all are quick to point out, hey, sorry, did you see what Mike Trout did? I did. I see what Mike Trout did. And my take has never been that Mike Trout is a bad baseball player. My, my take has never been that Mike Trout is a bad hitter. That has never been my take. My take has been in the last three years, I'm taking Michael Brantley, left fielder for the Houston Astros. I'm taking him over Mike Trout because I think that he's a better hitter, a better hitter. I don't think that that Michael Brantley is a better power hitter. I just think that he's a better hitter than Mike Trout. Mike Trout swings for the fences. Mike Trout is, he he's built to hit home runs. So if I need a home run, I'm taking Mike Trout. But if I need a two-run double, if I need to uh, uh, a player to get on base so the player behind him can try to drive him in, I'm taking Michael Brantley all day. Earlier this season, Mike Trout went 0 for 26. Michael Brantley is never going 0 for 26. Never. So it isn't about me hating Mike Trout. It's just I would take Michael Brantley over Mike Trout because I think he's a better hitter and he's always available. Now, I know Mike Trout. I mean, I'm sorry. I know that Michael Brantley is currently on the 10-day IL. I get it. Michael Brantley doesn't get hurt a lot, especially when you compare him to Mike Trout. And what is the best ability in sports? Availability. I digress. Mike Trout went 0 for 11 in this three-game series. 0 for 11. The only time he reached base was, a, uh, was on an error by shortstop Jeremy Pena. He went 0 for 11, struck out nine times. Nine. 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 Mike Trout is currently tied for second in home runs, third in slugging percentage, third in OPS, fifth in extra base hits, and seventh in total runs in all of Major League Baseball. In all of Major League Baseball, Mike Trout is second in home runs, third in slugging percentage, third in OPS, fifth in extra base hits, and seventh in total runs. He went 0 for 11 with nine strikeouts. And it wasn't just nine strikeouts with him looking, you know, being aggressive. No, it was nine strikeouts. He looked terrible. 
swing was horrible. Got caught looking a lot of times. Mike Trout just did not look good. And he 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 normally doesn't look good in Minute Maid Park, but this is the worst I've seen him. This is the worst that I've seen him here. Okay. You say, all right, Sarge. All right, Mike Trout, removing from the equation. Okay, so I mean, we, you know, that that was good. Yeah, but he gets better. Because they also limited Shohei Otani to two hits and 11 at-bats, had one home run and two RBI. Shohei Otani got a home run to start off the series in the first inning and didn't get another hit until the third game in the first inning. Drove in a run. But they shut him down too. They didn't strike him out as much, but they got him out, and that's all that you want to do if you're an Astros uh, pitcher. So, it isn't about who the Astros were playing in these last 12 games. It's about the hitters that they dominated. And they have a really good pitching staff. Now, listen, I know some of y'all think I take pride in the fact that Mike Trout didn't get a hit because it just boosts my argument. But I don't. I'm a Mike Trout fan. I'm a Mike Trout fan. I just look at it differently when it comes to, you know, hitters. I got a chance to ask um, Phil Nevin, who is the interim uh, interim manager for the Los Angeles Angels, about how and why the they have so much trouble when it comes to the Houston Astros. And this is what he had to say. What is it about the uh, Astros starting pitching staff that makes it so hard to get hits and runs off of them? Well, the game plan is good as anybody. Um, they don't necessarily pitch to uh, their strengths as much as they pitch to weaknesses on teams. And uh, I don't think it's any secret what they've attacked us with. It's fastballs at the top, and we've had a hard time handling them. I mean, Javier's got a different fastball that Urquidy didn't miss yesterday. If you notice it, where he threw, I mean, look at the pitches to Mike Trout. I mean, he didn't miss where he wanted to throw it. And usually as a pitcher, when you're not missing your spots, you're going to have a lot of success. And those guys have the last two days. He's right. He is right. Houston Astros will take advantage. The Houston Astros starting pitchers will take advantage of your weaknesses. It just is what it is. Now, you heard earlier Dusty Baker talk about the pitching staff. I'm sorry, the pitching coach, excuse me. And you heard him talk about how important Justin Verlander is. But there's one more person that is very, very integral to the Astros' success as far as pitching is concerned. And, you know, he swung the, he swung the bat too bad on Saturday. And I'm talking about catcher, veteran catcher, Martin Maldonado. He's one of those guys that you have to have behind the plate when you have such a great, uh, great pitching staff. When you have a young pitching staff that is going from good to great, if they stay on this trajectory, let me make sure I preface my statement by saying that because it's a long season. Baseball is very long and it could, you know, they're going to go through their slumps. The Astros have been up and down this season, so they're going to go through their slumps. But uh, Martin Maldonado had a great, uh, uh, he had, he had a great comment when I asked him about the Astros starting pitchers. Immaculate innings, no hitters today, 20 strikeouts. Like, is it just guys the limit for this the pitching staff? Pitching staff, you know, they did great. I mean, a lot of stuff. Um, you know, they, they, 
they just follow the sky report, uh, you know, the analytics and the fishing coaches put together on a, you know, they just you know, continue to go and, and be, be with it. They are. They're really good. I don't have anything else to say. I don't. With the way that the Astros are playing, you know, and not only that, their bats are starting to come alive. They're averaging, I think, 8.5 hits per game in the last 12 games as well. Their, their bats are starting to come alive. They're starting to get healthy again, even though, they, like I said, Michael Brantley is out, but they'll, they'll be all right. Once again, you've been tuned in to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Big Sarge Sports with the Z. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm out. But wait, hear me out.